It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The, the Bills make me wanna. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Shout Out Buffalo Bills Football Podcast. He's Ryan Talbot. I am Matt Perino, and this is, I don't think we could call it an emergency podcast, only because we're going live um, hours after the news broke. And I think emergency, there's like a, you know, uh, there's a time frame you got to fit into. And I don't know if we're necessarily fitting into that time frame, but it's one we had to get to as soon as possible. But the cool thing, Ryan, in moments like this, where there's something happening with the Bills, we are only a text message away. And I, I tell everybody right now, the last week, two weeks, head over um, uh, to the website. We got an article up right now. I'll bring the phone number up in a second here because I don't have it memorized. Do you have it memorized yet, Ryan? I feel like it's 6727 at the end. That's about that's about the, the part get, that I... <laughs> I'll get it up here in a second. But tell people a little bit about this because right now you can sign up to become a Shout Buffalo Bills insider. And this is a perfect example why it matters. All morning long, we've been texting with people uh, about the Naheem Hines situation. We're going to get into it on the, over the course of this podcast. But now you have that immediate ability to reach us and get analysis from us. We've been talking about this already since uh, 9 a.m. this morning. Yeah, instant analysis, Bills Mafia. I mean, that that's the number one reason to join the Shout Insider Text Group. And, and this is going to be happening daily after these training camp practices, uh, practices throughout the week in the regular season, in the locker room, you name it. Matt and I will be there to give you exclusive information uh, and to chat with you back and forth on these topics. And you're right, Matt, a lot of the things that we're going to discuss here, we've already discuss, discussed with that insider group. What does it mean for the running back room? What does it mean for the return game? Uh, some of these workouts that they're having, it, it, does that coincide with this injury? One of them, absolutely. So uh, some things that, you know, gets you that instant information and then a back and forth with uh, yourself and myself with the Bills Mafia. There is a link in the description on YouTube and all the audio platforms. It is uh, joinsubtext.com uh, backwards slash shout Buffalo Bills. And all you have to do then is put your number in. Uh, you'll get a two-week free trial. Uh, and then you got to, you know, finish signing up. But once you're in, you will get all the text messages from us and we're not going to waste any more time. I, I highly recommend doing it. We're going to get into it right here as always on the shout podcast. We, we promised everybody, Ryan, even with this new insider group, it, there might be a more immediate factor, but you're still going to get all of the stuff on the show. It's just, it's going to take the relationship to the next level. Now we can start to kind of discuss it beforehand and bring some of those burning questions onto the show. Um, Naheem Hines, uh, reports are, uh, I believe it was Tom Pelissero from NFL network reported that he was on a jet ski, um, was stationary on the jet ski and another rider ran into him. He suffered a significant and serious knee injury that is going to require surgery. He is going to be out for the season. And this is big news. I mean, listen, we're talking about, you know, 53 man roster projections, position battles and everything like that. But if you just take the player, this is a guy that I think hopes were higher for year two in this offense. He had a big role in terms of being the lead punt and kick returner. This is a blow. I don't know if it's a major blow, but it's one that this is a guy that 
I think you can get behind some excitement about what he can mean to the offense and then obviously what he's already proven to be on special teams. Yeah, definitely a blow from a special teams perspective. Uh, you know, Bill's fans saw what he can do or what he could do for you on a game-by-game basis in that regular season finale against the Patriots. If it wasn't for those two kick return touchdowns, who's to say that the Bills defeat New England in that game? And yes, the kick return touchdowns took away two offensive possessions. Uh, maybe they score touchdowns on both of those, but he was an emotional lift right at the start of the game. He was an emotional lift when they were struggling with that second kick return. Uh, and I believe that those were the go-ahead points in that game where the, the Bills kind of finally pulled away after it. So he he brought a lot to you in terms of the touchdowns, the big returns in terms of field position, and, and that's gone now. Are, are there internal options on the roster? Yes, we'll get into that. Uh, here in a few minutes. And in terms of the running back room, you know, you said it. I think there was a bigger role in vision for him in year two. It wasn't going to be a massive role with the other backs that they have on this roster, but I think they plan on getting him incorporated more than what he had been. And, and it wasn't a major role after the trade deadline, but he was finally comfortable with this offense. And, and now, you know, the Bills have to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out what does that mean for this offense? Does it mean more receptions and more targets for James Cook? Most likely. Uh, but it could mean more for Latavius Murray as well, who's caught the ball pretty well out of the backfield in his career too. From a personal perspective, like just the guy, you feel really bad for him, right? Anytime like an injury happens, it's really sad. A season-ending injury, I mean, these kinds of things are, are just terrible in sports. Just being around Naheem for a, a little bit of time, he's a guy that big locker room guy, number one. Uh, I think his teammates really gravitated towards him. Um, Devin Singletary, James Cook had a bunch of things to say positively about him. Uh, special teams dudes as well. Like I remember talking to Tyler Medikavich, um, Tyrell Dotson about Naheem Hines and just how much he ingrained himself into the building and into the room just in a very short amount of time. So this is going to be a loss from that perspective. Um, but I think as you move away from it a little bit, I think we'll start to f- figure out. James Cook handles what I think Naheem Hines' specialty is, right? So I don't think you're necessarily losing anything from that perspective. I think Cook's already in line for a larger role. I think now you kind of supplement around him. In the subtext group, I I put out a a couple names. I mean, free agent running backs that are still out there. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt. Those are like the big names that are left. A couple of them are, are bigger names. I mean, Cook and Elliott are our monster names. I don't think that that's the, the area of the pool that Brandon Bean's going to be shopping in. Uh, reports are that uh, Darrington Evan, um, Evans is going to be in for a workout, the former third-round pick for the Titans. You know, Rex Burkhead is still out there. I'm not sure. I don't think that he has announced any plans to retire or anything like that. I have to scour a little bit more and figure that out. Another name that I want to talk about, though, Ryan, it's very interesting. The Bills flirted with this gentleman uh, a couple off-seasons ago. J.D. McKissick, um, actually it was last offseason, right before they, they drafted James Cook. He is still available and almost fits the mold of what uh, Naheem Hines is. So what do you think about maybe rekindling that conversation? Or do you think Brandon Bean was so upset about that 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 is a bridge that is burned? I don't think it's necessarily a bridge that is burned. I think that when we heard from Brandon Bean, he said it was the other team that kept pushing the matter, that being Washington in that regard, and not backing off after an agreement had been placed. He didn't seem to fault the agents or McKissick 
uh, himself. He said McKissick, you know, was a, a guy that was loyal to that team. And when they said they would match the deal, he didn't want to leave. And, you know, we, we've all heard from players, even in Buffalo, these, especially the, the past few years about how they don't never want to leave this franchise, this organization. You get comfortable in a place. You, uh, you call it your, you know, essentially your home after being other places in your career, whether it's college or in, in the pros itself. So I don't fault McKissick for what happened or even the agent. So I, I wouldn't say that that uh, bridge is burned. And it'll be interesting to see what the Bills do. You know, the big names you mentioned, I'm not anticipating any of them. It's not what uh, what that role was going to be for Naheem Hines. Hines is going to have a very limited role in this offense. He was more so here for special teams. I think Evans makes a lot of sense. Uh, Darrington Evans that you already mentioned, he is someone that was a former third-round pick, very speedy back, uh, ran a 4-4-1, 40-yard dash when he was coming out in 2020. Injuries kind of hurt him in his career here uh, with the Tennessee Titans, and now He's someone, though, that has the return experience, so he could come in and at least compete for that role against some internal options on this team. Someone that's not guaranteed a roster spot but could maybe hang around in that special teams role and be uh, running back number four. So not anticipating a big name, but you're right. There are still plenty of running backs out on the market at a time where running backs are you know, not being paid uh, much. So the Bills, I'm sure, can bring in someone that fits that role in that veteran minimum type of salary. Yeah, I think that the running back workload, it's pretty much covered with Murray, Harris, and Cook. So I think you take names like Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott, even Leonard Fournette to a degree. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a duplicate kind of player at this stage in both of those players' careers. So I'm with you. I think the Evans, the McKissicks, I, I don't think that the, the 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 door is closed on that. And I think you could probably get him at a veteran minimum contract, have him come in, take a look at what you were so excited about a year ago and see if it kind of holds up once you get him in the building, get to go through training camp, all those kinds of things. Um, I also think that Deontay Hardy, first of all, the kick return part of this is interesting because – Kick return isn't as valuable as it was a year ago just because of the new rules that are in place. I mean, you could fair catch, start at the 25 every single time, kind of limit the pounding that your, um, you know, skilled position players usually uh, take in that role. And I know that, you know, Deontay Hardy comes here with, you know, really big time punt return chops already. So I think that you maybe have that guy on the roster. You also have a Khalil Shakir who can play that role as well. Um, what do you think this does? Because I want to kind of pivot off of this for a little while. I think they'll be fine at both of those spots. I think going out and getting Hardy solidifies that spot and probably was going to push Hines to begin with. As good of a kick returner as Hines was last year, I think Hardy is probably more of accomplished uh, a punt returner. So that's interesting to kind of think about. But what do you think this does now looking outward to the 53-man roster conversation? Because I think most people were trying to – find a way to fit Heinz into theirs. Now, a couple uh, weeks ago, we did one of mine where I had Heinz as kind of like a trade candidate because of what you can do with that roster spot. Where do you think that that maybe goes if Heinz was one of those that they kind of had written in pencil? Yeah, I think it probably goes to the defensive side of the ball, if I'm being honest. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about defensive end, defensive tackle, how they're at least five deep at each position and 
Uh, how do you keep all of those players? Well, a uh, freak injury like what happened to Naheem Hines is, is how you keep it. You justify the fact that you're set at one through three at running back. Uh, you still have a fullback, obviously, in Reggie Gilliam, and, and maybe that's all you need for your 53-man roster. You can have a Mims on your practice squad. You could bring in a Duke Johnson who's still out there from – uh, last year and have him as a, a practice squad option. You know, there, there's going to be those vets available that would take on a role like that. And with that n- new roster spot now opened up, you can say, okay, well, you know, eventually Von Miller is going to come back and we're going to have Leonard Floyd rushing the pass. We have Greg Rousseau. Uh, maybe they, they really like the season that Epines is coming off of at six and a half sacks. And there's a, a solid rotation right there, but there's still Boogie Basham. There's still Shaq Lawson. There's still a young guy like a Kingsley Jonathan. There's a, a Shane Ray if he comes in and impresses in camp. And now all of a sudden, one of those players could be claiming a 53-man roster spot or at defensive tackle. We've already talked about uh, how deep they are there. Maybe this saves a Jordan Phillips or a Tim Settle. Uh, in terms of making the the initial 53-man roster because now there's this open spot available to them. I don't think it's necessarily a one-for-one and you're going to keep another running back on this roster. I think they had a wealth of of talent there and there was a path to keeping all of them. But with Hines' injury, I think that that probably goes to a different position or skill set altogether. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because there's so much depth on the defensive side of the ball at several different positions. I mean, for me, like one of the things that's been a popular talking point this past week has been like what happens with DeMar Hamlin, right? Right now he's positioned as safety number four on this team. I think that I, I place a healthy DeMar Hamlin above Dean Marlowe, but there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered as we kind of move through the tackling portion, the games portion uh, of, of the early preseason stuff here. So, a situation like this that might open up another roster spot. If you're not a hundred percent or if maybe DeMar's not a hundred percent by then, and maybe uh PUP isn't an option because he plays in a couple of games, but you know, maybe you don't want to have him active right off the jump. This maybe gives you a chance to, to bring in a guy like Dean Marlowe, keep him around with DeMar Hamlin on the roster. And because I think I was listening to Sal and Joe um, driving around this morning uh, over on WGR, and I thought that they break, they had a good conversation about the fact that you don't want to be in a situation where you move off of DeMar Hamlin in any situation if he's willing to play football. I think that he, what he means now to the city, to the team, the people inside the building, you know, you got to find a way to work through that. And this, you know, as bad as it is um, for Naheem Hines, Having an extra roster spot and, and maybe, maybe being able to play a little bit with it. You know, Marlowe plays special teams too. D- DeMar Hamlin plays special teams. So there's some value at those spots that, you know, if you had to keep an extra person specifically for kick return, that would affect things a little bit. And I think Hardy, whether you're talking about, you know, specialist stuff or wide receiver stuff, he's making this roster. Yeah. No, I love that point about Hamlin and, and, you know, this has nothing to do with the injury he suffered in Cincinnati. I want to go all the way back, Matt, to last year's training camp when Jordan Poyer was banged up, where there was a time where Micah Hyde uh, kind of hit the turf hard too. And there was a time where, you know, he missed some snaps. DeMar Hamlin was kind of the, the talk of camp between you and I and a lot of episodes in terms of how well he filled in and how well he played. And, you know, he, he has earned the right to kind of be that safety for, 
uh, after everything that happened, but especially because of how well he had played in the summer last year and how he rose through the ranks and stood out on this roster. So you're right. Now coming off of such a serious injury, this isn't just a, we want to keep him on the roster for the sake of keeping him on the roster. It's because he earned that spot and he earned those reps in live play last year when the safeties were beat up and banged up. Uh, And he's someone that, like you said, as long as he wants to play football, you want to work with him as, as long as it takes for him to feel comfortable being out there. And, you know, maybe this is a point that, uh, he comes in, he plays throughout training camp. He looks great. He is healthy. He's ready to go. And maybe he's active on, on the game day roster from week one on. But this is also something you can slow play because of what he had experienced. And it, it's not just a let's work with him, slow play it because of what he means to this city, because he does mean a lot to Buffalo uh, after everything that happened. But it's also because he's earned that right. And it started last year around this time where he really stepped up and Uh, I thought flashed on uh, almost on a daily basis when called upon. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. What's up, everybody? Matt Perino here, one half of the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast, here today to talk to you about Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million members. It is the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. Testing your skills on prize picks this playoff basketball season is the most simple way to get in on the action. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and submit your lineup. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one fantasy sports app download the app today and use code shout s-h-o-u-t for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. again download the app today and use code shout s-h-o-u-t for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. pick more pick less it's that easy a couple things here uh as we move along i'm actually going to toronto tonight ryan uh, we're going to see Pink. Uh, if you remember, I had a yes. big uh, surprise, surprise reveal back uh, uh, around Christmas. Uh, tonight is the show. So we are leaving from here, going to Toronto to watch Pink, who is one of her favorite performers ever. And this will be the first time she gets to see her live in person. So we're really excited about that. Um, I mentioned the text line, text 716-528-6727. That's 716 716- 528-6727. You'll get a text message back, instructions on how to shout up, sign up to become a Shout Buffalo Bills insider. The text group. We're so excited about it. And a little clarification. It's a text group, but you're only texting back and forth with Ryan and I. It's not like a one big hub where people – because I know some people were a little bit anxious about like getting signing up for something where, sure. okay, I'm going to be talking with people I don't even know. We're not there yet. Maybe that's an iteration of this thing down the line, but right now it's one V one or one V two. I should say it's a back and forth between Ryan, myself and you. You can ask questions. You can get insight analysis news before anybody else gets it right from us. uh, We're really excited about it. Yeah. And you said it, It, listen, you know, uh, Bill's mafia members were worried. It was more like a message board or you're going to be getting all these messages. Like Matt said, no, Uh, but here's the cool part. 
if you get a really good question posed to Matt and myself, we might pose it to the group. We might put it in a message from us and say, hey, here's a really great comment, a really great question from uh, so-and-so from the text group. What do you guys think about this? But you're only getting texts from that 6727 number, Bills Mafia. So it's not going to be an overwhelming experience where you're getting all the responses to our messages. It's a great platform. We're really enjoying it. Uh, and, you know, the comments that we've received, it seems like that it's a mutual experience for the fans as well. So get in, try out for try it out for two weeks and then three ninety nine a month after that. Uh, and you get a little contact card text coming in from Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. It's uh, it's really exciting. Where else do you want to go here, Ryan? We got some time. Um, what else do we need to cover? Well, you, you know, you already kind of mentioned from the special teams perspective in, in terms of Khalil Shakir or Deontay Hardy. Uh, I guess I want to veer on to Hardy for a minute. Based on the contract that he signed, Matt, two years, nine and a half million. Yes, he has that punt return experience. And he, and he was a very good kick returner as well with the Saints. Let me just say that. But he was an all pro uh, as a punt returner. Is this something where the Bills want to have him lined up as a punt returner, considering the contract they gave him is unlike anything they ever offered to an Isaiah McKenzie? It, it feels like a kind of contract where, hey, we have a role in mind for you on this offense. Do you want to risk that? Or is this something where I would feel perfectly comfortable if I'm the Bills, that is, having someone back there that's just going to fair catch the ball? And, you know, Micah Hyde's been that guy for the past few years, and I don't think that's necessarily what you want with him coming off of a neck injury, but some of that you just, Hey, I trust you to throw a hand up fair, catch the ball. If it's inside the 10, let it bounce where it may uh, hopefully it goes in the end zone for a touchback is Hardy. Someone that you see the bills wanting to have back there, or is this something where Khalil Shakir rookie contract, maybe not a, a big role out of the gate is someone that you would rather have back there. To me, I always envision this role being like the Andre Roberts model where your number one um, priority is as a, a, a returner, but that you get worked in on the offense. I think it could just be flipped with Hardy. And maybe this would have been the case either way. Like, you know, we could have reached a situation where, all right, you got four running backs on the roster. You really like Latavius Murray for whatever reason. You want to keep him in the mix, and you have to go into the season. You don't want to keep five backs, including Reggie Gilliam, who I think falls into the special team specialist category as a running back. I know he's used as a fullback, but I think he kind of fits that mold as well. I mean, if you go back to last season, uh, who were the running backs, Ryan? It was Devin Singletary. Uh, James Cook and Zach Moss. None of them played special teams. They were right. all off to the side before they traded for Naeem Hines. So I don't think it has to be a special teamer that you're replacing Hines with. And you can probably go in a different direction and keep that 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 three-man group together. Uh, or even maybe a two-man group if you want to add other, other, add other areas on the roster and try to get Murray back on the practice squad. But to your point, there's always going to be that worry, right? Like, playing a guy that you have a role for in offense. I think in a lot of ways, it, it was the same deal with Isaiah McKenzie. And I think he, he played through a lot of it. He, he got dinged up a couple of times. He, he missed a game here or there. He's a smaller kind of guy. Um, even Andre Roberts missed some really important games early on uh, in this Buffalo bills uh, um, regime with, with McDermott and, uh, um, and Bean. So I really like Hardy's explosiveness. And I think now knowing how much Sean McDermott values special teams and how it can change the game, you can't change the game as much 
with the kick return. It's just, you're just good. I, I think teams are going to kick the ball in that five yard range. It's going to just, you know, guys get faster every year. You're putting out four, four, three, four, three, sub four, four guys to, to cover kicks. It's easier to just take the ball to 25 and go. And so I just think that if you're Sean McDermott and you're looking for a competitive advantage, you probably want to get Hardy on the field, regardless of whether or not Hines was on the roster anyway. Yeah, no, that's a great point. You know, there is a name you keep mentioning, though, and Andre Roberts, still a free agent, former Bill, uh, obviously really good with what he did. Injured a lot last year, though. He was on the IR for a good portion of the season with the end of the year in Carolina. Uh, is that someone maybe you you kick the tires on, so to speak, during training camp, see if he still has it? Uh, or is this what we're moving on? We're going with who we have. And and while you're thinking of that, you know, a few comments here from the chat after we mentioned the insider group. Love the text chat. Great way to get fast information. Uh, Kate. Kate's been great. A lot of comments back and forth. Text group is great. Um, you know, Kyle worth it. Text chat is worth it. So, you know, Rick, I see you down here. Uh, how much does it cost? Two week trial for free or out of the gate. Perfect time. Training camp right around the corner. Three ninety nine per month after that. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a cup of coffee, essentially. Uh, well worth it. So hope to uh, happy with the people that are happy so far. Thank you, AJ, as well. Um, so, you know, like we said, I hope to keep seeing the Bills Mafia joining along. We're having a great time with it. Yes. And if you, um, have any questions and you want to, like, I went like, Ryan, I mentioned it last time I went through my Twitter DMS to kind of let everybody know that I usually talk to in there, um, that they could sign up for the text group. And I, I came across a bunch of DMS that I've just missed. I mean, that's it just happens over the course time you're covering the beat and you're in the thick of it. You're you're writing stories, you're doing podcasts. And I try to answer every single person that DMs me. But this is a direct line. I will see every single one of these. We are working in this uh, text uh, software every single day. So it's a great tri- it's a great time. And, and like Kyle mentioned, it is a trial and we are excited about it. I want to get to a, a couple more things really quickly. First off, uh, somebody mentioned over on Facebook about DeMar Hamlin being uh, the media has to stop making excuses uh, for his injury. I don't think anybody's made an excuse for DeMar Hamlin last year. To be honest with you, we were pretty uh, – we critiqued his play at times. I thought it was up and down. I thought there were really good moments, and there were moments where, from a tackling perspective, we talked about it on this podcast, and oh, we wow. talked about it over the course <laughs> of the offseason. But let's be honest. This is a six-round draft pick. Like, I don't think anybody was expecting him getting vaulted into a starting spot as a second year, six round draft pick with having, and it's not just a regular starting spot either, Ryan, this does, I don't know if we talked enough about this. You're replacing Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, two elite all pro caliber players at the position. Was it always perfect? No, but I thought he competed. I thought he hit hard. I thought he ran fast. And I thought that at times he made some good plays. He is what I think a lot of teams want in a fourth safety. Somebody that is ready to go in when when necessary, a standout on special teams, but somebody that you're still developing. That's why they went out and signed Taylor Rapp because DeMar Hamlin, healthy or not, wasn't necessarily what you wanted in that third safety spot yet as he continues to develop. 
Yeah, that's just it. Young player. Uh, and like you said, how many reps were there for him? There weren't a lot. When when you have Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde as your top two, up until last year, they had been extremely durable for this team and not suffered a lot of injuries or they played through them. Uh, in the case of Poyer and Poyer last year, same deal, was was nowhere close to 100%, played a lot of the games be, uh, just to, because he could and he wanted to. He wanted to help this team. Micah Hyde, no one was ex- expecting that type of injury. Obviously, it left the Bills in a tough spot where Hamlin got a lot of playing time. They had to trade, you know, for, for some veterans and bring some people like Marlowe into the mix. Uh, it was not ideal, but when you're developing a young player like Hamlin, that's exactly the type of player you want who has good instincts, who uh, did make some good plays when called upon. So now to have him as a fourth safety, that that's a, a great situation for Buffalo with a top three that uh, I would say could go toe-to-toe with any safety group in this league. The other thing I want to touch on is what the Bills do or are forced to do with this situation and uh, with Naheem Hines contract-wise. Yeah. Um, I want to read you a couple of tweets here. Mike Gennetti over at SpotTrack.com. We've had him on the show multiple times. Does a great job over there. The, the Bills restructured Hines' deal this offseason. Uh, the reworked deal uh, was for the 2023 season and included a $2 million guarantee which holds also a $5.5 million cap charge and a 500K uh, dead cap charge. So he is on the books. They are going to have to carry this. Uh, He also goes on to say, Bills' contracts carry standard language for injuries stemming from activity that involves significant risk. Buffalo could pursue a lesser salary payment for Hines in 2023 when placing him on the non-football injury list. So that's something that they can pursue, but for as of now, that salary cap hit is, is likely to stay on the books. Yeah, well said. I, I saw a lot of comments in here about that as well. And I, I you know, again, go right to the uh, contract source, the, the guru, so to speak, in terms of who knows the ins and outs of all these deals. Um, he's Ryan Talbot. I am Matt Perino. We uh, are so excited. I mean, this is, I'm, like I said, I'm getting out of town tonight. We're going to Toronto to see a concert. concert. But we are two days away, Ryan. And what does that mean for everybody watching? Give them the skinny what's to come when training camp starts for the podcast. Yeah, Bill's Mafia. That means post-practice. Every single day you will have a shout podcast. You will have Matt Perino's notebook takes, those, those great takes that he's sketching down each day at practice. Uh, we will go live every day. He'll have his observation article. And then for our uh, insider text group, you'll be getting that instant analysis as well. Uh, before we go live with shout, you know, so we're going to be making sure that all of the bills mafia is getting the content that they need and deserve. Uh, so, you know, stick with us here on shout. We will be coming at you live. Like we said, after every practice, a few hours after text 716-528-6727. That's 716-528-6727. Become a Shout Buffalo Bills insider right now. And on Wednesday morning, you will get my first impressions of this roster on the on the practice field. The first run through of all of my observations and everything from the players and coaches as we talk throughout the day. And of course, we'll see you right here on Shout. Take care, everybody. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast. Hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot.